going to ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This much is fucking good. Social dynamics, relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here. And welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip taken directly from the YouTube live streams, which are currently going down each week, Monday mornings, 10 a.m. Australian Central Time. I'd love to have you in the live sesh. These days, they've turned into these full-on classes. You know, we call them podcasts, but they're really classes in which that I throw questions back and forward with the live viewers and we get the personal context of each person in there. And everyone just seems to grow a lot more nowadays because of it. I love it. Uh, Anything on the world of human interactions, what we cover could be dating, relationships, social dynamics, family relationships, business relationships, things going down in high school, uni, anything that touches the world of these human beings, we seem to touch in social Q&A. So head over to the Bowl YouTube channel and I'll catch you guys currently on Monday mornings. Now, if you guys would like to receive a quick sip each week, just a free email right in your inbox, updating you on what went down on social Q&A live this week, the recap, what other videos went out, what other awesome things are going on in the world? What other additions to the resources of wisdom in terms of books, films, docos, anime, quotes, music, all the things that get added to the resource of wisdom? I update you through this email so you never miss out on any of that. And also it's just a way of me staying connected with you guys in between our live sessions together. So go ahead if you are interested. Every Friday, I send it out. It's free. Boldojo.com. Sign it up. By the way, if you feel like you have not received your email on the Friday, just check your promotions folder in Gmail or your junk spam folder if you're using anything else uh, because it's likely in there. Even when I receive my own email, it still gets every day to get put in promotions. Now, for those of you who are looking to dive into some deeper educational content and level up your performance in this life, we can pick up the guided meditation, Eternal Energy, over on boldojo.com, featuring five tracks that will help you to dive deeper into who you are and evolve beyond. All the reviews have said that it's something that they constantly come back to, that it's something that they will work through and that it's more of a course than an actual guided meditation. Many have also said, Adam, why are you not charging what it's worth? Many have said, I was willing to pay $100 for this and it's because I wanted to make it as accessible as possible. So that it's there if you are the type of person who is aware and conscious enough to want to look at yourself for all that you are and improve so. Got a meditation, eternal energy. Go get you some. Also, send me a review once you're done as well. I'd love to hear your feedback. Now, moving up from there, if you would like to dive into one-on-one coaching in which that we destroy your limiting beliefs and construct real action plans to help you perform in your life, whether it be purpose, physical, mental, or social development, anything that touches the temple. Even if you want to go up to the inner garden and dive into real ideas of your existence, we can go there as well. I often do. However, it's completely customizable to you. We have one-off sessions. You can go to boldoja.com, book a once-off over 30, 45, or 60 mins, just test the waters, and that'll give you a vibe for it. However, if, and what I do recommend, if you're serious about your development, you can dive into the bold coaching memberships, in which there are three different tiers, silver, gold, and diamond, which offer different levels of benefits that once-offs 
definitely do not get, such as priority messaging. If you wish to have access to my private WhatsApp number and get a response from me within 24 hours outside of Australian weekends, you're going to have to be on a membership for that. And that's something that my clients benefit from tremendously and use tremendously. Also, if you want to step up another level of membership and want to get priority bookings, for those of you who don't live in Australia and struggle to get your time slot in, maybe you're two, three weeks out on the waiting list, well then priority bookings are there to ensure that you get your time preferred slot and that you get booked in over lower tier memberships and once-offs. Now, I'll be here all day if I have to describe every benefit of every tier. So if you are interested, just go to boldoja.com. In the products menu, you can find Bold Coaching memberships and you can dive in yourself. If you have any questions, just slide me an email. There are contact email forms on pretty much every page of the website and we can work it out from there if you are truly committed to developing yourself. Moving forward, if you would like to directly support this podcast, you can do so in two ways, either by going to boldojo.com directly. In the Boldojo podcast menu on the homepage, there is a direct donate link that goes straight through the website if you want to use your credit card, for example. However, if you would like to go through PayPal because that's your uh, that's your shit, <laughs> sure, fine. Doesn't bother me. PayPal as well. PayPal.me forward slash A-D-A-M O-O-I. My full name, Adam Ui. You can donate through PayPal directly as well. Either way, whatever you guys do donate to help support the show. Uh, I know a lot of you like to donate live in the live social Q&As. That's also most appreciated. However you want to do it, it just, it all goes to supporting this, this awesome thing we've got going on between you and I. So I thank you for anything that you have donated or will donate in the future. It really does mean the world to me. Thank you very much. Now, of all that being said, Let's finally dive into social Q&A live. Yes, sir. Let's go. Emotionally? Sure, emotionally. <laughs> Fucking welcome. Here we go. Social Q&A live. Yeah, can you be happy about sex? Today, we are returning to the featured story. Last two weeks have been some foundational seminars on push-pull of sexual attraction and what was last week? Sexual appetite. We've had some very risky podcasts, some very uh, sexual business, but in the form of seminars the past couple of weeks- which have been very in-depth and very intense, and you guys have been uh, rising to the challenge, definitely rising to the challenge on them. However, today we're returning to the featured story, which is something that you guys send in, whether it's on Instagram, Tang one Tang one or it's on boldojo.com. You guys sent me an email. And so we've got that today from uh, a, young, a young lad, a young guy, 22-year-old, who is concerned about the validation from sex and how there's a missing piece if he wasn't to, or if he was to go through his life, never having that again. So we've got a, it's not like a particularly personal story. I can probably mention a lot of the context and a lot of the stories. He will be referred to as X as always, but let me, uh, so we're going to get into that. Of course, we've got time for open Q&A where you guys can ask any questions on anything in the world of human interaction, dating, relationships, social dynamics, whatever you're dealing with in your lives. We'll have time for open Q&A, probably a lot more time actually today for open Q&A because this might not I mean, I've gone to town. I've gone to town. I'm really feeling these. Uh, these are typed as well, these notes. But it's more because of the context questions I ask these guys. Sometimes it takes days to get responses and it's so broken up in my Instagram. So to have, help the podcast flow, I've just been typing them out and getting these notes and it's, it's fucking professional. So let me get into this chat and make sure everything's working. Uh, hopefully everything's sounding good and okay. So we got... We got Adrian coming in here saying hyped for tonight. Adrian, I don't think I've ever seen you here before. However, please go ahead and put a profile picture on your 
uh, YouTube. Go to Gmail, update your profile picture, because that's the rule for those of you. I, should, I, don't, I need to say this at the beginning of every session now. The rule is you must have a profile picture either of yourself or an avatar that looks very similar to you if you guys want me to read out your responses when we get to the class session, which, by the way, is what we're doing today. Uh, these sessions are not just me spieling. It's not just uh, you guys sitting there twiddling your thumbs and yanking your sacks. It's a time for you guys to be engaged, for you to come at me in the live chat there where I'm going to be asking you a lot of questions, flaming you guys, uh, helping you guys to evolve your own social dynamics, help you to break down the situation and what's going on here. And so, yeah, make sure you're engaged. And by the way, if you've just joined this session, drop a thumbs up on the video down below. That'll be most appreciated. And shout out to all my people in uh, podcast land that are listening to this and post because we just changed time zones. So if you're in the UK right now, it's probably 1.30 a.m. I think for you guys. So there's probably very few people in the in the UK that's out of the world watching. But it's Sunday night for people in the US. So shout out to my friends in the US as well. And it's uh, Easter Monday, Easter Monday. But social Q&A knows no holiday. No, sir, we do not take a break. But I say 12 weeks in a row, we go 12 weeks in a row no matter what. So Adrian, I just said hype for tonight. So he must be... He must be in the US somewhere. Will M. Ah, Will, good to have you here. Back for a round two, two weeks in a row. We got Willow up in here saying, hey, how we doing, everyone? Good to have you here, Will. Will also confirms everything's working. All right, awesome, man. Because on my end, it's all lag. It's all lag. I'm not sure why. But if everything's working for you, then hopefully we'll just roll with it. We've also got Jordan up in here. Jordan, who also has a profile picture, and I recognize your face because I've seen you on Instagram a lot, but I don't think I've ever seen you in a live session before, Jordan. And he says, yo, Adam, sound is good. Thank you, John. Most appreciated. Good to have you here for a session as well. I don't think I've ever seen you in a session, but I recognize your face from Instagram. So, fuck yeah, let's go then. Let's go. So, is there anything I'm missing here? Uh, no, let's go. Let's do it. So... As always, when we start these sessions with the featured context or the featured story around can you be happy without sex or any topic in general, I go ahead and read the DM first. Not my story, but we- <laughs> that was perfect topic. Uh, that was pretty hype song as well. So I'm going to read out his messages and you guys will get the flow for it because there's a couple of contextual questions that I ask him that you definitely want to know about. Mm-mm-mm. And there's a profile on this as well. So in terms of the profile of who he is. So let's do it. It's just, it's quite disjointed, which is why I've typed it all up. But here, I'll hit you guys with the first message and we'll go from here. So this was sent in to me last Friday, I believe. It might've been the Friday before. And he says to me, hey, Adam, hope you're doing well. I know you say that you can't find happiness outside of yourself. And that I've been meditating on that for a while. I've watched your podcast on validation from women, and it made sense to me to some extent, but a part of me can't help but feel like without the validation from women, sex, or the feeling we get from having a real connection with women, I'll never be content. And it feels like there is always, there will always be a missing piece. And it feels like there will always be a missing piece if I don't have them in my life. Every time I sit down and think about this, I find myself going back to the same thought. If I was never to be with a woman again, will I be happy? And the answer has been no. I'm still clear, I'm still early on in my journey, and maybe this feeling would change, but for now, this is how I feel. What are your thoughts on this, and do you think this is true to some extent? P.S. Fucking love you and your content, lol. <laughs> Cheers, X. Most appreciated. So, <coughs> not very long. 
not very long and not a lot of detail or context behind it. So, of course, I'm going to hit them right back and unload unload the bevy of questions because I like this topic. Just take a pause here for a second. I like this topic. He hasn't given me much about himself yet. We're going to unravel that. But whenever you've got a, a young guy who's introspecting, who's trying to understand his sexual connection with women, the validation he's getting from them, how he perceives his relationship with women in general, it's always a good time. It's always something that definitely needs to be addressed. And as you guys could have probably have already sensed if you're one of the OGs or one of the, if you switched on in this session, there's a lot of red flags in what he just said, and we're going to break those down today. So, so I hit him back with a lot of questions in terms of, I need to get the profile. How old are you? What's your ethnic background? Where are you currently located? What's your cold approach experience? And how much experience in the day slash night? Are you studying slash working? What's your level of sexual experience, types of relationships, level of sexual intimacy, et cetera, et cetera? What's your purpose in life finally? And he got back to me with all of that. So this is where I'm going to be just a little bit more careful with the context. But I'll give you guys some loose generalities. I mean, we could always be a little bit uh, a little bit more explicit with this because there's no girl or other person involved. It's just him. Just him and his own thoughts. Anyways, he's 22 years old. Comes back to me saying, I'm 22. I am of an Asian descent, currently living in Japan. There we go. I haven't done a lot of cold approaches during the day. I have more during the night, but still don't have that much experience. And right now I'm in the military. In terms of sexual experience, I've been with seven girls, but only one of them was an actual meaningful relationship. That lasted a few months. The others have just been hookups. And I still haven't figured out why I wake up every day regarding his purpose in life. Okay. 22 years old, of a certain Asian descent, living in Japan, works in the military, has almost no... Wait, did I drop that there? Yeah, has, has very little experience doing cold approach in the day, has slightly more in the night, but you'll find out in a second. Overall, it's very little in general. Uh, actually, quite sexually experienced though for a 22-year-old. And actually, I should, I'll probably, I should finish the profile before I start reflecting on it. So let me come up. So I asked him following up again with the seven girls you've been with, were they all full, full penetration sexual relationships? He says, yes. One more question. When you say you've done more cold approaches at night, are you comfortable to approach anyone anytime sober? Sober. And are you consistently able to carry an interaction from open to close? He responds saying, I'm definitely not that comfortable doing it sober because I have trouble being present, which is something I'm really working on right now. And to be honest with you, I'm usually drunk. So I don't even pay attention too much. I just go up to girls with direct intent, but everything else I don't pay attention to. A lot of red flags there. A lot of red flags there that uh, when we get to in the class session, I'm going to flame you guys. I'm going to get you guys uh, tested on for sure and help him get tested on. Uh, I think there was one more. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's something actually a little bit richer to this. So while it started uh, pretty clinical at the beginning, now as I'm penetrating deep into his story and who he is, I wanted to know more about, <clears throat> well, he actually came at me. No, no, I want to know more about the sexual relationship he's currently in right now and that girl that he went a little bit deeper with. <clears throat> so he came back at me saying that, first of all, I asked, are you currently any se- in any sexual relationship right now or when was the last one? He said he met a girl two weeks ago and they had sex, but she lives two hours away. We don't talk or text much, but I'm planning to go see her next weekend. So that's contextually as a coach, it's something I need to know because uh, it can definitely give clues and insight as to someone's mindset 
as to whether they're currently involved in a sexual relationship or not. And so he currently is. So that's uh, it's interesting when we start to dive into this session. So nothing particularly meaningful, though. It just seems like a hookup situation. He then went on and typed me uh, quite, quite some in-depth note about the one meaningful relationship. And this is quite important to uh, understand. So dial in for this. He comes in saying, also, I don't know if this helps or is relevant at all, but the one girl I had a meaningful relationship with doesn't live where I'm at anymore. We still talk, but she doesn't feel the same way about me. She said she wanted to be with me, but I told her I wasn't ready. And after a while of her hurting, because I didn't want to be with her, she finally moved on. The first few months after we stopped seeing each other, I was okay, because I was actively meeting other girls. But when I come back from this last deployment, and with little progress and growth on myself, she had told me she started hooking up with another guy. And I got so insecure and jealous, and I rarely felt this way before I noticed that I felt this way before. I rarely felt this way before. And I noticed that I would feel that way when she doesn't give me the attention. We would talk about her hooking up with these guys, and most of the time it wouldn't bother me. But when it does, it gets kind of bad. And I noticed that I use her attention to feel better about myself because I haven't been meeting that many other people. And I'm just not happy with work and other life situations right now. There's a lot more depth there. A lot more depth. And there's a relationship between what he just said about how he feels about this girl and the jealousy and the insecurity and what he needs from her. And there's a relationship between that and the initial question as to can he be happy without sex. So we're not there yet. We're right at the beginning of this podcast, right at the beginning of this class session. Hopefully some of you those, I'm just dropping little Easter eggs. I'm dropping Easter eggs, pun intended, uh, along this profile here because that's something you guys should at least preliminarily start to make a connection between the way he's treating that girl, viewing that girl, and the way he sees sex and women in general. One more follow-up he told me was that he finds himself thinking about this girl all the time, even when I'm just sitting down uh, thinking, or when I wake up in the morning, I just think about what she's doing. And even when I think about my future, she seems to be there too. I think it's my lack of meaningful relationships, but I still think a lot about her. Okay, that's it. That's the context. So let me get the summary on that. Let me get the summary on that. Let's wrap that all back together. So what we've got, I said before, 22-year-old male who's in the military, has a deployment-like lifestyle where it seems that he's in one place for a little bit of time, but then moves out. And yeah, like I said before, uh, his social dynamic experience is very low. He says in the day, he very rarely does cold approaches or done any in general in the day. Done a little bit more at night. However, all of his cold approaches at night have all been under the guise of liquid courage. Have all been supported by liquid courage in which that he has to be drunk, he can't do it sober. And, and that's something that I was about to give a bit of a summary to before or just reflect on was that even though he's 22 years old and has had only one meaningful relationship in his description, which only lasted a few months. So I don't know how meaningful it was if it only lasted a few months. Like on the scale of meaningful from deep, take a bullet for each other and that's something you work out over years and years versus we've been together for a couple of months and we're just really smitten with each other. I'm not sure... You know, I, I can't rule out that they didn't go through some absolute hectic shit and, you know, one of them, maybe one of their family members died and they were there. You know, I, some stuff could have happened. I'm not going to rule that out. But how meaningful, I think, is based on perspective, especially when he's only had hookups before. So to him, and that's actually something good for us to break down here, is that for him, what is meaningful uh, 
is relative. Is relative if she's only had hookups. That's just something I want to tap into there. What's the rest of it? Uh and so and so yeah, that just gives you the idea of oh, they were all that's what I was saying. He's actually got a lot of sexual experience for a very young guy who who doesn't practice active social dynamics. You know, for the number seven seems like a small number, but if he's 22 and he's had seven different sexual penetration, full penetration relationships, what that should indicate is that there's definitely some natural ability going on here. Even if it has to be supported by liquid courage to begin with, you know, it shows patterns. And so that right there should just build a nice profile. Oh, and then the final thing there, which by the way, he said right off the bat was that, and I still don't know why I wake up. I still don't know what my purpose is in life. And that's really important, actually. That's really key. And when we get towards the end of this podcast, that'll all start to dive in and we'll start to tie together here. But that gives you guys a really good idea of who we're dealing with, what the story is, and his main question. And now we can dive to the professional notes to his main question of, you know, but a part of me can't help but feel like without the validation from women, sex, or the feeling we get from having a real connection with women, I'll never be content. That he feels like there's a missing piece if he doesn't have women back in his life. Every time he sits down to think about this, what if I was never to be with a woman again? Would I be happy? And he's always saying no. So that all ties in there. That's the full profile. That's the full cap on the context. Let's get into the class session. Fuck, that was hot. (laughs) Ah, I worked on this good yesterday. I'm ready for today's session. So mm, if you guys are just joining in, you've just joined the live session, go ahead and drop a thumbs up on the video down below. Help support it. Help it get sent out to the rest of the channel. Uh, say hi in the chat there as well. Normally, I have a post like encouraging you guys to say hi, drop comments, etc. However, for some reason, my YouTube dashboard is it's taking the day off. It's taking Easter Monday off, Monday off and it's not letting me type in it. Uh, so we've got a couple people more in this chat. We've got T. Saying, good to have you, T. Jordan comes in saying, yup, first time on the live session and damn, good memory. I messaged you over two years ago. Single again and trying to grow more. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. Ah, good to have you here, Jordan. And thanks for that uh, Thanks for that context. Good to see you working on yourself, mate. Mm-mm. So we're about to dive into the class session here, which is where we're going to break down this question and story piece by piece. I'm going to hit you guys with questions. <coughs> which, by the way, which, by the way, there is a reward system known as the 100K Zenny. If any of you get a top-level, top-grade answer right off the bat, original, uh, I'll give you 100,000 Zenny for it, and we go hype on that. So, so you're going to be working for good questions. And like I always say, when we start, uh, the session always starts with easy questions, easier questions, and that should be the time that you guys really start to pipe up and you really start to do your best to answer the questions, even if you don't know. It's okay to be wrong. And because it's harder to get into a session an hour in, two hours in, if you didn't start from the beginning. So uh, we've also got Will M coming in saying, damn, this guy sounds like myself. <laughs> All right, Will, you got to learn a lot today that it seems like you might get a little bit of flat fire as well. Jose, Pablo Fuentes Sole is up in here as well saying, sup, yo. Good to have you, Jose. Been a long time since I've seen you as well. So let's do it. Let's get straight into this class question on can you be happy without sex? Social Q&A, live. Rocket your cue, bud. Episode 69. Okay, so... That's just context on page one. Let's go to part one here. So the first thing we're going to break down, my friends, here is social skill set. You guys might be thinking, even though his question had nothing to do... 
to do with social skills. His question had nothing to do with anything in the realm of improving your social skill set, yet that was the first question I asked. And that's what we're going to dive into here first in part one. So the question I asked him was, are you comfortable to approach anyone anytime sober? And are you consistently able to carry an interaction from open to close? He responded to me saying, I'm definitely not that comfortable doing it sober because I have trouble being present, which is what I'm really working on right now. And to be honest, I'm usually drunk, so I don't even pay attention too much. I just go up to girls with direct intent, but everything else I don't pay attention to. Class question number one. What is the nature of what he's depending on to support his social interactions? That's going to be question one right here. What is the nature of what he's depending on to support his social interactions? So in this first question, like I said, you don't need to overcomplicate it. You don't need to give me a whole essay, but I want you to look at the nature of when someone says, I can't go up to a woman in the night without being supported by liquid courage. I can't do it sober. So what's he depending on? What's his life support? What is the crutch that he's leaning on to be able to support his social interaction? Very easy question to begin with, and this is where we always start. We always start very wide, very macro, and it's going to help us to get and help him to understand himself and to know himself. And I always dive to the core. I always want to flesh out absolutely everything because things that seem kind of uh, maybe not even directly relevant will later on in time as we go through this podcast start to make a lot more sense. I said before at the beginning of this podcast, there's a direct relation between the way that he sees a woman that he had a meaningful relationship with and the way he sees women in general. And this is actually a bit of a micro of that. So anyways, he told us that he's definitely not comfortable going out sober. Right, he has to go to women with liquid courage. And so now what I'm asking you guys is what is the nature of what he's depending on to support his social interactions? Give me your answers in the chat and we'll roll from there. Class question number one is very uh, it's very straightforward. It's not something that any of you should really take. Uh, I don't want you guys sitting there just going, diving into the depths of the universe to try to understand this. Like I can sense you guys because none of you have popped up in the chat with an answer yet. So at least one of you should have come in with an answer really right off the bat. Uh, but if none of you, we get Jordan here come with the first one. But don't don't overdo it. Don't overthink this. Class question number one is always easy. <laughs> it's always easy. So here we go. First answer finally from Jordan. Uh, Jordan comes in saying he's using alcohol as a crutch to feel more comfortable approaching people. And if he fails... He can blame it on the alcohol and instead of himself. Very good, Jordan. Very good, Jordan. I love the ending there. I love the ending. Definitely alcohol using using alcohol as a crutch for sure and helps him to feel more comfortable approaching people. Definitely agree with that, Jordan. But it's the final part of what you said. And if he fails, he can blame it on the alcohol instead of himself. So, hmm. There's a part two to this question. You've kind of taken me there, Jordan. I, I don't like to overwhelm people at the beginning of these sessions because otherwise they just get their minds fucked. But there, you've kind of taken us to part two of this question, which I was going to wait for a second. So Jordan, in what you said there, if he fails, he can blame it on the alcohol instead of himself. Take me, take me one step further. <clears throat> the follow-up question I was going to ask you guys to this particular having to meet people with liquid courage, can't do it sober. The follow-up I was going to give you guys was, 
So what has he given up then? What has he given up in his social interactions? If we understand now through Jordan that, well, actually Jordan hasn't hit all of it. He's hit a part of it, what he's depending on. But Jordan, I'll throw you the extra question there to see if you can finish it. Uh, there's something else I'm looking for, for sure. You've just, you. it's actually like your answer kind of tails more onto the second question rather than the first question. So I'm going to keep reading through these answers, but think about that for the rest of you and for Jordan as well. What has he given up in his social interactions if he's depending on alcohol and liquid courage? Chop on that for a second, Jordan. But good first answer, Jordan. Good first answer. We're just getting started, guys. We are just getting started. T comes in with the next answer saying, alcohol, helping to blot out and forget yourself to reduce getting in your own way. So T, your answer is very similar to Jordan's, not specifically, but in the same thought process. But think about the question. You and Jordan have kind of missed the core of the question. You're kind of diving into a nuance of the question or a little bit too specific, actually more specific to the second. It's almost like you're going too micro. Remember, class question number one is always a very macro answer. The question was, what is the nature of what he's depending on? So I didn't ask, what is he depending on? It's very clear he's depending on alcohol. I'm asking, what's the nature of alcohol? What's the nature of the crutch? We definitely understand that the crutch is alcohol and it's, I'm not going to say that word because that'll give you the answer, but that's what I'm looking for here. I'm looking for in this first one here because it's very obvious that he needs alcohol to go meet women, but that's, that, that tells us nothing. What we need to understand is the mechanism underneath it and why he'd be choosing to do that more specifically, just very, or more specifically, very macro, not trying to get too deep with it yet. It's like you and Jordan kind of went, T and Jordan went a little too deep too quick. Just think about the nature of it. What's the nature of alcohol? What's the nature of liquid courage rather than going so deep with it yet? All right. Hold on. Hold on. You guys start to sound like Jay New, who comes in way too deep, way too early. Uh, Jose, remember, pay attention to the question. What's the nature? What's the nature of what he's using depending on to support his interactions? Jose comes in with the next one. Alcohol, external support, might become dependent. There we go. Thank you, Jose. Comes in with money. I mean, no one's going to get 100,000 Zeddy to a warm-up question, but that is 100% spot on, Jose. Exactly what I was looking for. The nature of what he's depending on. But yes, alcohol, we understand. But what is the nature of alcohol? It's external. It's, and in Jose's words, and it's external support. I dropped a word before. What's his life support? What's he being, uh, what is supporting? Even the actual question, what is he depending on to support his interactions? Jose, external support and might become dependent. You even I chucked in a nice little word there at the end saying dependent, which is a keyword, a keyword we are going to slide into more throughout this podcast. <clears throat> That's all I was looking for, guys, in this warm-up question is that when he says to me, I'm definitely not that comfortable doing it sober because I have trouble being present, which is what I'm really working on right now. And to be honest, I'm usually drunk, so I don't even pay attention too much. I just go up to girls with direct intent, but everything else I don't really pay attention to. Well, what's the nature of what he's depending on to support his social interactions? It's external. He's using a crutch. We've all identified the crutch is alcohol, but that's the lowest of low-hanging fruit. In fact, that fruit's already fallen on the ground. It's not even on the tree. We get that more so... It's the nature of what he's depending on that is so important. It's something outside of himself. And my friends, ooh, are we ready for that question? 
Not yet. Not yet. Ah, I've had to hear you have a question that's a little too deep. So now let's move on to the next question because that shouldn't have been, that's not a hard question. You guys got it pretty quick. So the next question, which I already hear Jordan and T with, which is that Jose as well. Now that we understand that the nature of what he's depending on to support his social interactions is external to him, well then, what has he given up? What doesn't he have? What has he let go of? in his social interactions, in his ability to interact with the opposite sex, to learn about himself in relation to others, what has he given up? This is the opposite side of the coin now. If we look at the direct, we now need to look at the indirect. If we look at the active, let's look at the passive. (coughs) In his active attempt to interact with women only through using alcohol when going out at night, we understand that, well, he's depending on something external to him. And there's a lot of issues with that. There's a lot of problems with that, which you're going to get to later. I had to park a few questions there. We're not there ready for that yet. However, we understand it's external, but let's look at what's happening passively then. If he's actively choosing to do that, then what's passively happening in the background that he may not even be aware of, which is what is he given up? If you only choose to use alcohol to go ahead and meet women, what have you given up? What have you given up? I'm leaning on not saying a word there because I don't want to lead you guys too soon. I'll see what the answers are like. If you guys are struggling, I'll give you a clue. But just think about what he's given up. Again, don't need to overcomplicate it. Stay stay targeted on the question. Well done there, Jose. You definitely nailed that. Will M then comes in saying, using alcohol to get that body high and more loose mentally, um, more loose mentality. Makes it easier to be spontaneous and less dependent on the highs, lows from validation slash rejection as he's already feeling good. That's a nice explanation, Will. Just went too deep like the others. Too deep. (laughs) Uh, He then went on to say, oh, whoops. The nature of alcohol is ephemeral and external. Good. Now you're in the money, Will. Meaning he can't use it forever. Yes. And it makes his authenticity, in quotes, slash ability to express dependent on something outside of himself. Good, good. Even better than Jose's once you finally fleshed it out. But yeah, we're just here at the start of the sesh, Will. So uh, always, I'll let you guys know when the questions require deeper level answers. But when we're at the beginning of, especially breaking down someone's story, we've got to remember that this is not a seminar in the sense of foundations, like the last two weeks on push-pull and on sexual appetite, where we have a real person we're dealing with today. This is a real guy. This is not some shit that I've made up. These are DM, a DM that I just read out and I've even got screenshots that I've had to print out here because of how much detail there was in it. This is a real person that we're dealing with here. So I'm also very conscious of that he's listening to this and he needs to be baby stepped through it in the same way you guys need to. So don't worry, I'll let you know when the answers need to get more complex and when I need more from you guys, I'll let you guys know throughout the session. But for now, we're very much still at 30,000 feet. We've just jumped out of the plane. We're just getting down, okay? So, but that was well said, Will. That was well said. Even better flesh out of Jose's. Okay. W comes in, aka Mr. Pengi, saying, yes, if it's the same for females that are doing well, such as health, grow money, yet they still don't want kids or can't have them, then again, isn't that just get... Then again, isn't that getting pregnant, not having sex? Uh, Peng, Peng W, that has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about right now. So please only use the chat to 
talk about and discuss what we're actually talking about right now. Uh, a lot of what you said just didn't even make sense in general, but it has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now. So please stay focused in the chat. Uh, I don't want to have to kick you out, okay? Because it just makes it really hard for the podcast to flow. I have to take time out of the actual podcast to explain that to you. So let's keep everyone focused and learning, yeah? Uh, next person comes in saying, next person saying, hello, Ole. I've never seen you in this chat. And he says, authenticity, he'll never learn their true nature continuing the cycle. Okay, it's very general, not very specific, but I like that you're piping up and just getting started. However, hello, uh, I'm giving you first warning right now since you're new. If you want to be involved in this live chat, you have to have a profile picture that is either of your face or of an avatar that looks very similar to you. So go ahead into Gmail, update your profile picture, and I'll be happy to read it out after, okay? It's a rule in social Q&A. If you guys get to see my face, I want to see yours. Okay, let's move on. Jordan comes in saying he gives up. Okay, here we go. Here's the second question. Second question, still staying on the social skill set, still staying on how he can only go out and meet women when he is under the guise of liquid courage. I asked for a second question. If we know actively that he's depending on an external source, then what is he passively giving up? What is happening in the background? And we always want to think about uh, potential red flags and issues, not even potential red flags, a red flag, an issue in someone's mentality and behavior both directions, both going forward and in reverse. So second question was, what is he giving up? Jordan comes in saying, he gives up working on his internal development. Very generally, Jordan, I agree with you. Very generally. However, not not always. You can go out and you can go out in Patrick Starfish mode, which is passive mode, just going out to have fun with the lads and you know, you're not actively working on social dynamics and you don't need to meet a certain quota of how many interactions this night. You don't have to work on certain skill sets. I'm not working on open qualification investment clause. I'm not working on this. I'm not working on eye contact. I'm not working on uh, vocal projection or body language, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. My 50. You can have nights that are Patrick Starfish. However, you are definitely not going to be developing in the same level that you would if you were going SpongeBob SquarePants, hustle mode, active for sure. However, to the question of what is he giving up by using alcohol, you're definitely correct that he gives up on his internal development. It's just very, very general. I'd like you to get, there's a particular word. There's there's one of two words. Internal development is the right forest. I'm looking for a specific tree, okay? Good start though, Jordan. Good start. Good to see you active in here. T. Frank, Terrence Franklin comes in. I don't know what kind of avatar that is. That's like a walnut. You need to improve that avatar. Give me a face or your face, okay? Uh, Terrence Franklin comes in saying, he's given up the ability to self-reflect when burned from the flame of friction and opposition. It's like deadlifting with straps and a belt without learning to brace your core and lift unassisted. All right. All right, I just like the visual. I like the visual, T. Frank. I don't like your avatar, but I like the I like the visual. Let me just actually dive into the beginning of what you said there, because what you said was good, but I'm still missing a word. But you came in with the right word, saying self reflect. It's just not self reflection. You almost hit it. You actually hit self R. I'm looking for a different R, but that would change. That would mean a completely different change in mindset from you. So it's not as simple as just changing one word. You got to change your mindset. So when T. Frank comes in saying he's giving up the ability to self-reflect when burned by the flame of friction and opposition, aka rejection slash failure. And he goes on to say, it's like deadlifting with straps and a belt without learning to brace your core and lift unassisted. I love your analogy better than your explanation. 
your explanation is not a hundred percent there. It's definitely correct, but it's not very. It's not the specific I'm looking for in terms of what he's giving up. He is definitely giving up the ability to self reflect in light of him having to go through the fire of his inadequacy. Hundred percent agree with you on that. <clears throat> However, that's not the number one. That's probably number two. There's something even more that he's giving up above that. But your analogy actually speaks to the number one a lot more, T. Frank. When you say it's like deadlifting without straps and a belt, without learning to brace your core and lift unassisted, that actually is more. That's actually on the money. That that's really good. It's just that I'd need you to explain that why that's so good. So, so uh, that's all right. That's all right, T. Frank. Really close there. Very close. Let's see if anyone's got a better answer. Uh, Will M comes in saying. Well, he's giving up talking to girls without alcohol. Ha ha. <laughs> yes. Uh, MB a dumb answer, but yeah. Might be a dumb answer, but yeah, that's seriously limiting unless you always got a bottle in your hand. Yeah, so well, again, that's just that's that's fruit on the floor. You're not reaching up at all. You're not reaching up at all that answer. Uh, T Frank was definitely the closest. Uh Olair, you come in, but you don't have a profile picture, so I'm not gonna read out what you're saying. You gotta go into Gmail. Update profile picture, then I'll be happy to read up what you say. Uh, w then comes in saying, all right, I thought it links in with being happy about sex. Uh, yeah, maybe generally W to what you were saying before, but it's not what we're talking about right now. We're in a session right now. We're in class questions right now. So again, my friends, I th- okay, we're going to roll through this. This is, not, should, this is not a very difficult question. This is a very easy question. T Frank definitely had the best answer for sure. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to roll with T's and just uh, move through it. We'll move through it here. So, to the final question of what has he given up in his social interactions if he's having to depend on liquid courage and alcohol, T. Frank was so close when he said that he's given up the ability to self-reflect. T, what I would have loved to have heard you say was he's given up the ability to self-responsible. To be self-responsible, he's given up control. The key word I was looking for was either self-control or self-responsibility. Like I said, T, you are very, very close. You only needed one alteration. You're like one degree off. <clears throat> and I actually definitely agree with he's given up the ability to self-reflect. <clears throat> However, self-reflect comes in post. <clears throat> what I was looking for was right at the beginning, which is the ability to have self-control. If you <clears throat> decide that I'm only going to go out and meet girls under the guidance of liquid courage, and I can only do that with that crutch external to me, what are you giving up? You're giving up control, your own control, self-control, the ability to say to yourself that I have this intent and I'm going to act this out. And in terms of the transition from boyhood to manhood psychology, in terms of the ability to have true internal value and true internal self-confidence, if you don't have control, if you don't learn to manage yourself, you don't learn to know yourself to the ability of which that you force yourself through that fire, which I liked what you said there, T. Frank, as well, the friction and the opposition and the fire of that, then you have no responsibility. You have no control on how you did you ever develop through that. And then in post- if we can then take T. Frank's in post saying that he gives up also self-reflection. Absolutely. If you don't have self-control, it means that you can't act upon your own intent, your own desire. You can't exact in the world what you see and what you wish. So how, and then of course, that means there's nothing in the post. That means when you go home, what is there to reflect on? You always know that, well, it wasn't really me that met her. It wasn't really me that was conveying the social cues that I would like to demonstrate that would be attractive to the opposite member of the opposite gender. It was never really me. There was someone else supporting that. So the self-reflection 
it's like you might have a, a quick moment of like, fuck, that doesn't feel very good. But anyways, moving on. And anyways, moving on. I met her anyway. And then you distract yourself. But if you don't have that, let's say that we flip the script and we say that he was to go out for the next year, two years, not using any liquid courage and had to take immense self-control and responsibility for his actions, for his mindsets, just get cut down, cut down, cut down to have to go home every night and be forced into self-reflection of how inadequate he is. He would actually be on the journey to growing into a man, into transcending his boyhood psychology of running away because that's what he's doing. You're an ex as you listen to this. I hope you're taking that to high as that you run away. It's fine. Jordan before said that I, I met on Jordan before saying when he said he's given up his internal development, there are nights and there are times where it's fine to go out in Patrick Starfish mode and just chill. You go out with your lads and just chill. And you see you go, ah, oh, fucking go out there. Oh, I'll have a fucking schooner. I'll have me a slippy. And you go out and you get a frosty in you and you go out and speak to a woman. That's fine. I'm not saying you can't do that. However, if you want to develop yourself and transition from boyhood to manhood psychology to learn social dynamics, even if you're not a boy, if shout out to my girls listening to this, you're a female listening to this and you depend on liquid courage to be able to go meet a member of the opposite gender. Anyone listening to this, you will never actively develop yourself through that mindset because that's a running away mindset. That's you acknowledging that I am not enough. I'm not good enough. I don't have confidence in my abilities, so I need something to support me. I need life support. I, I get very intense and very passionate about this because if you have ideas of self-development, if you have ideas of self-cultivation, which by the way, my friends, let's go back to his initial message. He says that I'm very young in the journey. He goes, I'm still early on in my journey. I don't know about that. I don't know about what journey. Now, we're getting too deep into this podcast. Like, I'm, I'm not ready to absolutely destroy him and flame him in the instruction yet. We haven't unfleshed everything yet. But he's actively said that he's in the journey and that he has been trying to mess with a little bit of cold approach and that he's trying to work on being more present. Well, how would you ever be more present if you have to rely on an external source from you? If you're actively giving up control of yourself? That is the point of this question right here, which T. Frank, I give you props for because your deadlifting analogy, when you said it's like deadlifting with straps and a belt without learning to brace your core and lift unassisted, that's why I liked your analogy so much because in your analogy there, you have no self-control. If you always deadlift with straps and a belt, you're giving up your self-control. It's fine to put to try and to experiment and push with straps and belts just to see what's possible, but if that's, if that's all you do, how would you ever know what you can do? If you always are dependent upon something else outside of you supporting you, how would you ever know what you can do? He doesn't know what he can do. So he has no control, has no responsibility, and to T. Frank, has no ability to reflect and post. Getting good here. Okay, we're getting into this session. By the way, guys, if you're enjoying this content and you just joined in, drop a thumbs up on the video down below. That'd be most appreciated. Get piped up in the chat. If you guys are listening to this in podcast land, if you guys have any big bigs, any big truths, any big learns, drop comments and posts. And yeah, let's roll on. I'm getting fired up. I'm getting fired up. I get fired up about this shit. <clears throat> Will Ahmed coming with an answer saying self-respect? <laughs> Peeping some eyes. Is he giving up self-respect? Because he doesn't respect his authentic self, the one uninhibited by alcohol, enough to display it to a woman. He only displays a false self influenced by alcohol. Beautiful. Beautiful, Will. That's not, as you can see, we've already gone through the big ticket, but that's on the same level of T. Franks with self-reflection. You've gone to self-respect. Another key. 
Another key that he's not willing to display who he truly is. Fucking yeah. Love it, Will. Well said. Very well said. Definitely not what I was targeting, but very well said. Jose then comes in saying, alcohol makes you lose yourself. So he's writing even without knowing what he's doing. Yeah, okay. A little bit general, not quite specific, but that's okay. Uh, T Frank comes in saying, I see exactly what you mean now. Yeah, T, you're real close. You're real close to that. And W comes in saying, he's still at the beginning if he's only depending on alcohol. Correct. Great. Let's move on to part two then. Let's move on through this. So those were just the initial warm-up questions. They were not particularly difficult questions. But now as we get into part two, we're going to really dive to the core here and unpack the sexual validation. Because the core of this question, my friends, and to this podcast, can you be happy without sex? We need to go back to this initial part. So part two, unpacking sex and validation. Let's go back to his words here. He says, a part of me can't help but feel like without the validation from women, sex, or the feeling we get from having a real connection with women, I'll never be content. And it feels like there will always be a missing piece if I don't have them in my life. Just take a moment to breathe that in. Without validation from women or sex or the feeling of having genuine connection with women, I will never be content. Feels like there will always be a missing piece if I don't have them in my life. Okay, let's start with class question. The real this is class question number two, but this is really the first question that I now want you guys to loosen the canisters on. I want you guys to dive deeper into. This is where you can start. I will be expecting more from you in these answers here. This next one is going to be uh where, where some of you came in a little too hot to begin with, now you can start to come in real hot. So, when we think about validation from sex and validation from women, this is what we're going to unpack here. Class question, next class question. How stable is the validation you receive from sex from a member of the opposite gender? How stable is the validation from sex? Explain this in detail for me. Explain to me <coughs> the stability or instability, how stable. Okay, there's levels. There's levels to this question. Level one of this question, how stable is the validation we get from sex and that you get from women or a member of the opposite gender? How stable is it? That's level one. If you can go a level above that, give me the answer to that, but then take me a level up and go... Explain that nature a little bit more. Maybe hit me with the reverse. Talk to me about the instability. Talk to me about the nature of the control. If you can, this is like I said, you can start to unpack this a lot more. You guys can start. This is where 100,000 any answers can come in. He says to me that a part of me can't help but feel like without the validation from women, sex or the feeling we get from having a real connection with women, I'll never be content as if there will always be a missing piece in my life if I don't have women in my life. I'm asking you, very simply, how stable is that validation he's seeking? That would just be entry level. But please explain that in detail to me, my friends. Someone give me an answer that, uh, especially for my a little bit more advanced uh, people up here, advanced students in this class, please go a level above that and start to think about not only the stability of validation, but the nature of it. The nature of that validation. Talk to me about the nature of 
when you have I give you a face while you guys are working this out because I will give you more time to type these answers because I expect high level answers here now expect you to be turned on let's put a face to this as well you know, it's based on this guy he's likely the last seven interactions he's had sexual interactions he hasn't said they've all come from cold approach he hasn't said that at all but a lot of them it's let's say there might be a couple it might be a few but the reason why I'm not leaning too heavily on thinking that a lot of his sexual interactions have come from cold approach is because well actually it's not cold approach we didn't we didn't we didn't even discuss this before if you're going out meeting women with liquid courage under the influence of alcohol it's not cold approach because you're not cold you it may be cold in the sense that you've never met her before but you're not cold in relation to yourself so I've no no cold approach does not apply if you are under the influence of alcohol so let's throw that out the window so a lot of his sexual interactions have likely come through online dating or when he's been through been under the influence of alcohol not cold approach though. we need to throw that word out and hopefully that hopefully you get that x as you're listening to this but let's say that he let's get like i say i was given a face to this he's got a face we got a face he's got a face we got a face to this in which that let's say he met a girl out of the bar Right and yeah, he was using alcohol, but he somehow got into a good interaction with her, had a liquid courage boost, and they went home that night. They had sex; it's a nice time, had a good time. But then he wakes up the next morning, and he's lying back with his arms behind his head, and he's thinking about the validation. And you want to think about the feeling that comes from that—that that, oh, I went out, I got drunk, met a girl, we hooked up. She's lying there next to me. How do I feel about this? Please talk to me in this first question about what is the nature of that validation? What is the stability of that validation? In that moment, you can go micro with me. In that moment, when she's lying next to you, when you're lying next to her, you can talk to me afterwards when she's left, when she's gone back, she's, hit, she's gone to the bus, she's got an Uber home, she drove home or whatever, you drove her home, and now you're in the car ride home or you're walking home from the bus stop after seeing her off. Talk to me. You can talk to me about that moment. There are many different ways when we start to get into more difficult questions, you can give me different visuals to describe the validation I'm talking about here because the validation from having a sexual interaction hits you in different moments. There's the moment where you're lying in bed next to them. There's the moment when you see them off in the tram on the bus. There's the moment where you get the first text from them afterwards. You guys could get creative with this. If I was a student in this session... I would be flying off the fucking keyboard with different examples. I would be literally just figures flying off the keyboard. I was about to actually type on the keyboard, but I'm realizing that this keyboard is actually connected to the laptop, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Don't want to cancel this session. That would be fucking awkward. So talk to me about the stability. And then if you're a little bit more advanced, talk to me about the nature of that stability. What does it mean? Short term, long term. Give me some examples. Talk to me about the control of that validation. It's a very good question. I'm very excited about this question. I see we've got some good answers here, so let's do it. <clears throat> okay. Adrian, man, I see you put it. I see you said something, but you don't have a profile picture, so I'm not going to read it out. Go into Gmail, update profile picture. Jose then comes in to say, by the way, those notes look serious as fuck. Ha ha ha, loving the scientists working. Yeah, normally I write them out handwritten, but I realize... It's so much easier for me to just type them out and I can actually I've got fucking diagrams on these notes. <laughs> I got diagrams on these notes. Uh, yeah, they are serious notes, actually. It's I 
I've, this is only the fourth episode where I've actually used notes in like 200 podcasts or whatever. But then they're less notes and they're more just make sure you ask them this question. Because back in the day, I'm not, I don't want to get into this. So we've got answers to get through. I'll talk to you more about the notes later. Okay. Okay, so Ole has finally come in and updated his profile picture. Thank you. So now I can read out your answer. And uh, it looks like a soccer player as well. And he comes in to say, so to the question of talk to me about the stability or validation from sex and women, first answer comes in from Ole, who says, it's as stable as what you gained or lost from it. You have to go through it to realize nothing outside of yourself is stable. That is a very good Ole. That is a very good answer. It's not 100,000 zenny. Because it's a little too general. It's a little too loose. It's, But in its generality, it's on point. In its generality, like I said before, there's levels to this question. You definitely hit the foundational level of this answer very well, 100%. When you say it's as stable as what you gained or lost from it, what that speaks to me, Ole, is that what you're starting to understand is it comes and it goes, and this too shall pass. Two fundamental concepts that I like to talk about in my podcast quite a bit. It comes and it goes, and this too shall pass. That's what, you, that's what I get from you when you say that it's as stable as what you gained or lost from it, which is that another way of saying that is that easy won, easy lost, easy come, easy go. That's good. You then go on to say that you have to go through it to realize nothing outside of yourself is stable. That's a little bit more specific, or it's, it's a little bit deeper, but not very specific, I should say. More deep is deeper, but not very specific. So I would like you to give me a visual, an example, <clears throat> if you're uh, so inclined to step up to the next level of the answer. But in terms of hitting the foundations, money, money. Very good. Very good, Ole. Thank you for that. Jose then comes in the next answer saying, <clears throat> but I'm still looking for something more. I'm definitely looking for more. You guys got more opportunities. Jose comes in saying, how about you meet a drunk girl who only wants to get a quick sex rebound? You might have thought that you did great, whereas you were the closer guy and just got lucky. Okay, Jose, I'm not sure how that's relevant to this question. I think you just doesn't seem relevant at all. Maybe that's a question for open Q&A. Like if you guys have random questions, we can answer that in open Q&A. That's not where we're on right now though. Excuse me. Jordan comes in next, staying on this question on the stability of validation from sex. Jordan says, validation from sex is not stable since it is external. It is great when you are both present, but once sex is done and it is just a memory, if you use sex for validation, then you will constantly seek it. Ah, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. I like it. I like your answer. You started off like you were going to... You started off well, but then you kind of got off a track a little bit. You said validation. Sorry, guys. I got something stuck in my throat. There's a little bit of phlegm. I'll get some water in a second. Jordan says validation from sex is not stable since it is external. I love that. I love that because you've started the sentence correctly. You started to talk about how it's an external nature. Very good. But what I need from you now, Jordan, is why it's so unstable. What what about its external nature makes it so unstable? Jordan went on to say, it is great when you are both present, but once sex is done and it's just a memory... If you use sex for validation, then you'll constantly seek it. So I definitely agree, Jordan, with the with the bottom end of what you said there. However, it's 
it's actually not a follow-on or a deep explanation of what you started the sentence with. It's actually a completely different line. Jordan, what I would have liked from you is that validation, if you'd followed validation from sex is not stable since it is external, if you would followed that on with, and this is why, and this is what happens, and this is why the external nature is so unstable. That's what I would have liked there, okay? So I like I like what you said at the end there, but it just wasn't, it didn't wrap together as one whole package, okay? It's good though. It's good. You're thinking good. Your mind switched on. That's what I like to see. Okay, next answer game from T. Frank. T. Frank comes in saying, using sex to bolster your happiness as well as another person's happiness as well as, as well as the other person's happiness can definitely be detrimental. It can make your interactions with women almost transactional. Definitely can make them transactional. He then goes on to say, you'll never see them for them. You only see the sex that can be gained from them. Yeah, okay. Or at least that's what you see primarily. Also, I've got to change my profile picture. You sure do. You sure do need, you sure do need to change that profile picture. Now, but actually getting into your answer there, T. Frank, it's not, it's not on the target. It's not the right apple. You're in the right tree. It's not the right apple. You're definitely correct that as you use sex to bolster your happiness, it definitely can put you in a position of treating women in a transactional nature. In fact, I was just dealing with a client just last week on his transactional nature when closing women in cold social interactions. And so, but so it manifests at all stages. It manifests from the moment you meet her to when you're literally finished cleaning up and uh, having a shower at the end. You know, it manifests in all stages. So I definitely agree with that. You never see them for them. You only see the sex that can be gained from them. What's interesting, T. Frank, is that I fucking love that. It's just that it's not the right answer for this question. That's going to be something that will tie in much later on. We've got questions that are going to come and that's going to be the right answer, but it's not the right answer to this question. You kind of went a little loose there, my friend. So that's all right. Change that profile picture and come back and stay, stay locked in. Good thoughts though, good thoughts. Will M then comes in the next answer. I'm still, guys, I'm still looking for a higher level answer. Was it hello? Uh, Ole, Ole came in with the foundational. I'm looking for something a little bit more though. Hang on. Will M, hopefully Will M's got the shit here. Let me just, hopefully Will M's got the shit here. Will M comes in saying, because I'm asking about the nature, stability of the sexual validation from women and sex in general. Will comes in saying, sexual validation is ephemeral and illusory. It's the idea that he is good enough from sex, but being good enough is just an idea. It doesn't exist in reality, and thus he will have to keep going back to sex to continue grasping at this idea of being good enough. Yeah, yeah, okay, Will, 100,000, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, well done. Well done. I had to take a second there just to make sure you hit the right one. I- because you've used a lot of words, but no, that's a hundred thousands any answer. That's definitely hitting me on both levels. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Someone who comes in with a high level, top grade answer, original and off the bat. Well done, Will. So let's get back to it here. To the question, we're talking about unpacking sex and validation. What he originally said to me, a part of me can't help but feel like the validation from women, sex, or the feeling we get from having a real connection with women, I'll never be content. And it feels like there will always be a missing piece if I don't have them in my life. I just want to know about the stability of that validation from women, from sex, from the connection. Explain this in detail. What I was really looking for was not only the external, that's someone you had to give me the external, but as Will M went on to say with that, sexual validation is ephemeral and illusory. That nature of the stability of it, 
is it stable? Is it unstable? Please explain that to me. When Will says it's ephemeral and illusory, that already tells me instable. Will, that's why I had to pause on whether I was going to give you 100,000 zenny because you didn't use the word stability in your answer. But when you say ephemeral and illusory, that's where I paused and went, but ephemeral and illusory are just another way of describing its stability. So that's why it's definitely 100,000 zenny answer. I just had to hesitate to make sure because I don't give 100,000 zenny answers or 100,000 zenny rewards to just anything. I make sure. So you definitely nailed it there. And then when you said that, more so though, more so, that's only the foundation just to hit me on the ephemeral level, it's external level, it's very unstable. When you went on to say that it's the idea that he's good enough from sex, but being good enough is just an idea, it doesn't exist in reality. And thus he will have to keep going back to sex to continue grasping at this idea the grasping. When you say grasping, that's what I really had confirmed this was 100,000 any answer and grasping at the idea of being good enough. This validation from sex is fleeting. It doesn't stay. You will get happiness, absolutely. Happiness can be found in the external validation that comes from sex. However, as Will, L- Will M has come in saying very well, it's ephemeral and it's illusory. It's ephemeral in the sense that it's extremely unstable, in which that it can be taken and given at a moment's glance. To uh, Ole before, Ole, I'll reference you back again. Ole had given a very nice uh, visual, almost a visual painting before saying that it's as stable as what you gained or lost from it. And if I add that to what Will has given us as well, although Will's was already more than enough, the ephemeral nature of sexual validation is that it comes and it goes and that If you're going to base your happiness off that, you are going to be subject to tremendous psychological destruction because your concept of who you are and your concept, as Will Hammer said, of that being good enough and your self-standing is based upon something that is not only able to be taken away at a moment's glance, but also is very illusory in its very nature, in which that it doesn't exist in reality. It's just an idea in your head. It's a a beautiful, beautiful way you put it in there, Will. I love what you said there. I love what you said. And I also asked you guys about control. We talked about control before. I just want, I'm going to go down the chat and see if anyone just hit the word control. Otherwise, I'll piece it up with that. Uh, Ole had come in saying, it's like rich people saying money don't buy happiness. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure what that means, but okay. Like, I'm not sure what point you're referencing that to. Uh, so I can neither disagree or agree with that. Jose then goes on to say, what I meant was we realize sex is external, but having it as a validation reference might be very far off, as you might not even understand why the partner decided to have sex with you. Yeah, that makes sense, Jose. I like that. What you said before made no sense at all, but this makes a lot of sense. I really, I definitely agree with that, that you're actually missing so much of the pie. You're missing so much of the human interaction if you focus on the validation from sex, and if that's the key determiner of your happiness, you don't even understand what the other person is really bringing to the interaction. Well said. T. Frank then goes on to say, you guys, thank you for your time. Adam, thank you for being you. I got to go. A friend needs some help. I'll be watching your post. T. Frank comes in with 100,000 any answer and then just pieces out. That's like fucking Seinfeld. That's you leave it on a high note. <laughs> That's leaving you on a high one. Well, T. Frank, the fact that you gave a high level answer, uh, sorry, it wasn't, um, it wasn't T. Frank. It was Will that gave 100,000 any answer. The fact that you've given other good answers that were very close to 100,000 any. Sorry, Will, almost did you dirty there. <laughs> uh, that's okay. That's okay. Good to have you here at the beginning of the session. T. Frank, I hope you enjoy it in post. Which, by the way, if you guys are enjoying the session, drop a thumbs up on the video down below and uh, help support the channel. Most appreciated. 
It was Will M who hit the 100,000 Zenny answer. And T comes in acknowledging that, saying, nice, Will. Uh, Jose comes in saying, hence, using sex as validation might mean nothing to your inner self. 100%. It's not even a might. It's definitely. T comes in saying, I think all of this applies to relationships in general, not just sex. Many people also ask if they can be happy without a partner or intimate relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I loosely agree with that. It's not really specific to what we're talking about right now, but loosely. Uh, we might get more to that later on, maybe. Okay. Justin comes in with an answer. However, Justin, you know the rule. You got to have a profile picture if you want me to read out uh, your answer. So please come back with a profile picture. I'll be happy to read out your answer. Just go into Gmail and update it. Uh, Oler then comes in saying, what a person suffers from is this idea of sex rather than sex itself. What a person suffers from is this idea of sex rather than sex itself, robbing a person of the happiness that's only found in the present moment. My last statement was an IE to my first. You use the gray word there, Ole. You're, you're going a little too deep for us. I need you to hang on. But use the word rob. Robbing something of something. That's, something, that's a question that we're going to get to in very good time. Very good timing. So let's move on. Let's move on from here. So. Hang on to that, Ole. You're, you're, you're in the right lane, though. You're definitely in the right lane. You're just in a gear a little too fast for us right now. So hopefully, X, as you're listening to this, the guy who's been referenced in this story, hopefully you can understand what we've just gone through here. Just to wrap up the summary, and there was one word that I wanted to key in as well, was control. Yes, absolutely. Validation from sex is ephemeral. It's illusory, as Will said, and that it messes with your concept of who you are and your social standing in life. And actually with the reality of the moment, reality of what's happening between you two. But there's one more thing I wanted to key into, which was control. We talked about control in terms of your social skills, just meeting people. But when you start to look at sexual validation now from a control standpoint, if you're basing your happiness off of the validation from sex, then how much control do you have over your happiness? I wanted to know about the stability and the nature of the stability of validation from sex. If you can start to tie in the idea of control is going to be something we're going to revisit throughout this entire podcast, throughout this entire session as we go on, because it applies in every facet. And it's something that when we start to, by the way, guys, when we have a featured story, we go through his message piece by piece. We break down the red flags. I quiz you guys on the questions. We get a summary at the end of every question, but there's always a final instruction. There will be a final 10 to 30 minutes at the end where I just unleash and I just, I bring it all together and I give him the final instruction talking one-to-one to him. I always hold off on that though because we're not ready for it yet, but that, that'll come yet. That'll come soon. And I think I want you guys to keep thinking about control. Keep that word in your, in your head as we move on. So you guys are doing great. You guys are doing well. So let's move on to the next question here. Still on unpacking sex and validation when he says that, you know, I feel like without the validation from sex, from women, from the connection with them, I'll never be content. And it feels like there'll always be a missing piece of them in my life if I don't have them in my life. Next class question. Why does sex and validation from women make him happy? Why does the validation from sex and women make him happy? Why can't he feel content without them? This Next class question is going to ask you to shift to a slightly deeper level. So what we're tying into in terms of his statement here is the happiness factor, 
We've talked about in the f- previous question about just the nature of the validation itself and the stability of it. Now I want to cut to the core of the happiness that he's deriving from it. Why does he feel happy when he gets validated through sex and through women? What's the source of that happiness? Why is it making him feel happy? And if you that's level one. Level two, if you want to give me a more advanced and shoot for that 100,000 zenny reward, if you want to give me the top grade answer, you would then need to explain to me why he can't feel content without them. He says that without validation from women and from sex and from the connection for having with them, having in my life, I'll just never be content. There will always be a missing piece if I don't have them. So what is it? Why does sex and validation make him feel happy? Why can't he feel content without them? There's... There's probably four or five levels to this question in terms of the depth you could take me. It's definitely, it's not a, it's not a hard question off the bat to get the low level answer. You can give me a low level answer that is very easy to get. But if you want to step up your development and your evolution in this session and try and shoot for the hundred thousands, any, you're going to need to take me a lot of levels into him. You, you're going to need to get beyond the surface level We've already jumped out of the plane. We're well below 30,000 feet now. We're getting closer to 10,000 feet. And I want you guys to really understand that when I ask why does, and help him to understand what is it about the sex? What is it about the validation from sex that makes him happy? Because he seems to be so fixated on that he could only be happy with having the validation from sex and women in his life. But then please, if some of you are operating on that on that crisp level in which that you could take me to, why is it that he can't feel content without them? So it's really both sides of the coin. Both sides of the coin to get 100,000 any answer here. Or you're just going to light me up on either one of them. I would like both though. If not from what, if someone can package the both elements together, that would fucking send me to the moon. But we'll see. We'll see how good you guys are doing here. Mm-mm. Okay. So the first answer of his question was was from Jose, who says he has no purpose in life. Well, we've already discussed that, Jose, in the context, and he's acknowledged that for sure. Uh, He says, Jose then went on to say, his happiness is based in very superficial superficial things. Yes, very general, though. That's very low-hanging fruit. It's not not nearly specific or deep enough. I agree with you, but we're we're beyond that. We need to get deeper and deeper here. That's like... That's a leaf on the ground. I want the apple on the top branch. It's the right leaf. It's definitely the right leaf from the right tree. It's not the apple. Uh, Okay. Okay. Next answer to this question of what is it about the sexual validation that makes him happy? And why can't he feel content without it? Oleh comes in saying, the dopamine he gets from a girl is just him giving himself permission to feel a certain way, a way he could choose to feel at any given time. So, Ole, you haven't specifically stated, though, what is it within your answer makes him happy about the sexual validation. You say the dopamine he gets from a girl is just him giving himself permission to feel a certain way. So I could conjecture on what I think you're trying to say, but that's not what I'm asking for. 
I need him way more direct than that. Are you saying it's the dopamine response that he gets happy from? Are you saying that it's the idea of permission that he gives himself to just feel a certain way that he gets happy from? You haven't targeted it. So I could only conjecture what you mean there. You mean more specific. Jose then comes in saying, talking about control, sex might be taken, but your purpose not. This gives strength to push on the hardest times and enjoy the good ones. So Jose is just talking a little bit more generally about control, and I like that. It's good, Jose. Not specific to this question, but I like that. Still looking for a direct answer to this question, though. Jordan comes in saying, sex is his life purpose right now. So getting sex fulfills his goal, and when he's not getting sex, he has no life purpose. Hmm. I didn't even think about that because it's like I, I agree and disagree with you, Jordan. I'm not sure if I'm willing to go to the extent to say that sex is his life purpose because he has no life purpose right now, which he's w- being self-willing to admit. But the, regardless of my disagreement or agreement with what you've said there, it's it doesn't answer the question in terms of, why does sex and inv- why does the validation from sex with women make him happy? So again, I could only conjecture what your answer would mean towards that, but it's not specific. Okay, I need something way more specific. T then comes in to say, "Yeah, agree with Jose. He's using sex as a distraction from the emptiness he feels from a lack of purposeful serving of others." Well said. So T is actually given a far more specific instruction on what Jordan just said. Those two answers, it almost seems like they're written by the same person if you could write them in chronology. Like there looks like Jordan gave a title and then T gave a body. But I agree, I agree. I definitely agree with what T and Jose are saying, yet they're not specific to the question. So definitely not, not correct to this question. You could phrase it, like you could take what they said and rephrase it in a way that's specific to this question, but it's not. The question is, why does the validation from sex make him happy? What is, what is it about that that makes him happy? And then part two, that would be the highest level answer is if you can give me an answer for that, but tag it in with, and why is it that he'll never feel content? Why can't he feel content without the women and the sex? That's what I'm looking for. This, uh, this question is not very, uh, it's not a difficult question, yet it just requires you to stay focused. And I'm thinking people are just getting a little lost in it. They're not, you're not staying focused on the question itself. I need to listen to the question very intently. Will M comes in to say he is unable to accept the present moment himself slash circumstance. Validation excites him because it's a distraction from negative thoughts about himself and also tells him a better story about himself. He won't be able to be happy through validation because no amount of sex will eliminate the negative thoughts about himself. They can only distract him from them. Ah, it's so close, Will. You almost hit 200,000, Zeddy. You are definitely top of the leaderboard today. That is such a good answer. I was about to lose it. You could hear it in my voice. I was about to, especially in the second part of what you said. When you said that he won't, because you're the first person who's hit me with the flip. You're the first person who's talked to me about the why he won't be feeling content, why he won't be happy without them in his life. You're the first person who's really started to put both elements together that you started to reach for the 100,000 Zenny Apple. 
100 say 100 cases any but it wasn't quite there because there's a word there's there's a word I'm looking for there's a, there's a word and an idea about that word I'm looking for. I just don't want to drop that word yet because I want to give you guys a chance to find it yourselves. But if no one's going to get it, I'll give you the clue. So let me just reiterate what Will said there because that's almost 100,000 Zenny answer. That's almost 200,000 Zennies in the same session, which I think we've had once. Maybe once I've given 100,000 Zenny twice to, to the same person, which is just the top, top grade answer. That's that A grade meat. So Will comes in saying, to the question of why does sex and validation from women make him happy? Part two, why can't he feel content without them? Will says he's unable to accept the present moment, himself slash circumstances. Validation excites him because it's a distraction from the negative thoughts about himself. If only you could have used a different word. <laughs> but a different word, there's a word I'm looking for that would have been a completely different shift in mindset though. So it's not about just a single word. It's why you would have used that word. Anyways, Will goes on to say, a distraction from the negative thoughts about himself also tells him a better story about himself. That's all well and good, but it's when Will goes on to say he won't be able to be happy through validation because no amount of sex will eliminate the negative thoughts about himself that can only distract him from them. It's like you're very close, Will, but you're still missing something. It's a very good answer. It's definitely the best answer so far to this question, and this is definitely the hardest question so far, so well done on that. Oler then takes a crack, saying his happiness is in his hands. The way a girl makes him feel, excuse me, let me say it again. His happiness is in his hands. The way a girl makes him feel still comes from him in capitals, so he can feel whatever he wants to feel with or without a girl. He rewards himself with happiness when he equates it to success which in his eyes is sex. I've taken a lot of pauses in your answer there, Ole, because I feel like you're on the, I feel like you're on point, but it's just the way you've written it is very hard to digest. So I need to go through it again. It's the question of why does validation from sex make him happy and why he why won't he feel content without it? Ole says his happiness is in his hands. The way a girl makes him feel still comes from him. So he can feel whatever he wants to feel with or without a girl. I like the beginning there. I really like the beginning. The ending is kind of, it's, it's correct, but it's kind of not here or there. I could have done without the end, but the beginning is very good. He then goes on to say, Ole goes on to say, he rewards himself with happiness when he equates it to success, which in his eyes is sex. That's even better than Will's. It's even better than Will's. It's still not 100,000 any though. It's still not 100%, 100% on. There's still some missing elements, but it's almost like if you could take the missing part of Will's, if we could get that and put it into Olaire's, just mash them together, we've got a pretty good answer there. You, Will and Olaire are very are almost like, you're like a 98%. There's only two, there's like a 2% that I'm missing that I would have liked you guys. And it's really Olaire. Oler, the reason why I'm giving you leaderboard on that, top leaderboard, is because the final part of what you said, when I'm asking what is it about the sex and the validation from it that makes him happy and why can't he feel content without it, when you say that in the second part of what you said, he rewards himself with happiness when he equates it to success, which in his eyes is sex. What I'm getting from there, while you haven't explicitly stated it, is egoic standing. 
This is what I wanted on. The word I've been saying that, or the word I kept referring to that I've been looking for is ego. I keep looking for the word ego that no one has given me. And that when we just dial it back up here, since no one's actually hit it, but Olaire and Will have come very close, I'll, I'll wrap this question. I'll wrap this question here and I'll give you guys the actual answer. I'll give you what I was actually looking for, which is egoic standing, which is that it's, it feeds his ego. What is it that actually makes him happy from the sex and the validation? You know, you would think that, oh, it's the connection with a woman. It's getting to learn about myself in relation to others. Oh, it's getting to develop myself. It's getting to deepen my human experience. It's getting to really unravel the fibers of this very universe to the point in which that I've been able to delete myself and just join the present moment with a woman in front of me. Fuck yeah. You think that's what it would be, but it's not. What he actually gets happy from on the validation from sex is the egoic nutrition is the egoic standing, the feeding of his ego in which that Will and Olet did say very nicely in which that he feels better about himself. And I think a couple other guys have mentioned that in there, feel better about himself, reinforces his idea about himself for sure. But it's the life support. It's that the happiness is the life support. The happiness that he gets from and what makes it so happy for him is that it perpetuates the existence of his ego. If his egoic idea is founded upon the validation from sex and women and that I must have them in my life, this is what keeps his ego alive. When I say life support, nutrition, that's what the happiness is. That's what he's actually getting happy on. He's not getting happy on the fact that, oh, I can, you know, tell my boys and tell my tell my family that I'm seeing this girl or, you know, had this, had sex with this girl last night or I can tell myself that, look how good you are because you have sex with it's, It goes well beneath that. It is really getting to the core of what allows his ego to stay alive. Egoic standing was the key to this answer. Now, if you move on to the why can't he feel content without it, hopefully that it goes both ways. Hopefully you can see that now. Well, of course he can't feel content without validation from sex and having women in his life if the very nature of him being happy is dependent on them because his entire concept of who he is and his ego more specifically is breathing, living on that I must have women with me. So Ole and Will, you, you hopefully you two could just see what you're missing there. You both, in a roundabout way, if we could put both your answers together, actually got there. If you two were in the back back row, fist bumping, like you kind of like, giving you guys hands. You guys got slapping hands together because you kind of got it together. What I was really looking for was egoic standing and the perpetuation of egoic existence. That is what he's getting happy on. That is where what the validation from sex makes you happy on. Hopefully you guys can understand that. If you guys are understanding that, drop a thumbs up in the chat. By the way, if you guys are enjoying this content, drop a thumbs up on the video as well. But can some of you just confirm that you understand what I just said? Drop a thumbs up in the chat that you understand the concept of why validation from sex makes him and you happy if you attach to it that way. That is the perpetuation of your egoic existence. If you understand that, drop a thumbs up in the chat. Uh, And it's totally fine if you don't understand that, by the way. If you're not at that level of understanding and those concepts don't mean anything to you or you're just very new to it or you just don't, it's just just like, holy shit, I just said a whole bunch of words I can't even comprehend. That's fine as well. (laughs) Let me know that as well. But we had some good answers there. We had some good answers that got us very close. I was very close to giving out 100,000 zenny there. Alrighty. So let's move on to the next question, I believe. Ben Highland's up in here saying, just popping in quick to wish you all a happy Easter. Hey, good to have you here, Ben. 
Haven't seen you in a long time. It's been three weeks since Ben has, uh, it's been three weeks since Ben's been in the session. But happy Easter to you as well, Ben. Whatever you may be doing. Yeah. Uh, let's move on through here. Jordan comes in saying, stroking the ego does make sense with a thumbs up. <laughs> it's more than just stroking, Jordan. I would replace the word stroking with stoking. It is literally the life support. It is literally what allows him to egoically exist. So you're there, you're there, but it's even deeper than that. But good with the thumbs up. I think you're at least in the right ballpark of us here. W comes in saying, say that again, please. Uh, in terms of the egoic existence, the validation from sex, why he gets happy on that is because it allows his ego to persist and exist. It's literally the life support, the sustenance that his ego is dependent on. So, of course, he can't feel content without women or the validation from sex because what that would equal is egoic death. It would equal egoic death in his eyes to let go of the validation from sex and women and to understand what it would mean to be happy without them. Fuck yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Will M then comes in to say, ego needs fuel to survive. He won't be happy by continuing to fuel the ego in brackets instead of transcending it. Makes sense, I think. Oh, no, no, Will, let's, don't get it twisted, Will. He will feel happiness by, by fueling the ego. It's just that, go back to question number one. What is the stability of that validation? What is the stability of that happiness? Eh? Eh, I said it before. You can get happy. You can get happy on the external source. But what is the nature of that happiness? Fleeting, ephemeral, lasting, continuous. What is it? So, he can definitely get happy. But it's the nature of that happiness. And I also said two words, very, two very key words before, Will, which was psychological destruction. What, what is the nature of the happiness that comes from external sources? Psychologically destructive. Hopefully that makes sense, yeah? Ah, Will comes in saying, ah, okay, yes, TY. Yes, that makes sense. Very good. Very good. It's good to see you guys locked in. So let's move on. Next class question. You guys are doing well. You guys are doing good here. So staying on this unpacking of sex and validation, I just want to reiterate this to you guys in his words. We always want to stay grounded in his words. He says, a part of me can't help but feel like without the validation from women or sex or the feeling we get from having a real connection with women, I'll never be content. And it never feels like, or it feels like there will always be a missing piece if I don't have them in my life. That's the section I'm currently focused on. Next question. Is sex and validation the missing piece? If not, what is the missing piece? He feels that if he doesn't have sex and the validation from women in his life, there's always going to be a missing piece. My question to follow on and to finish this section, this is the final question on this section is, is the sex and the validation the missing piece? If not, then what is truly the missing piece? This again, now this should this question maybe should not be as difficult if because it's built off the previous question. If you know the answer to the previous question of why he gets happy from sex and validation, which is the literally the life sustenance and the life support of his ego, if you now come in to look at is sex and validation truly the missing piece? And we're deep in the session here. So this this answer, while 
I wouldn't be surprised if some of you can give me an answer that just is correct in general, but I would I would like a specific. I would like a hundred thousand zenny answer, which is a top level answer, which would give me an example, a face that would when I ask you what is the truly missing piece if sex and validation isn't, you'd need to tell me a lot about that missing piece. You'd need to describe it in a way that would also, you know, we're here for him as well. Don't forget, guys, while I'm helping you through this session, the whole reason, the whole way that I'm helping, whole reason why I'm helping you guys through this session is to get all the boats in the port to focus on the same point of light. I am the lighthouse pointing out a certain direction. I want all of your boats focused and centered on this light. And then hopefully because he's out in the ocean way far out, he'll see all these boats congregating around this one point of light. That is what this social Q&A does. So while I help you guys to get your boats in the right place, it's always because of what that's going to help him to understand. Because you can tell I've loaded the question. If, I, if the question is, is sex and validation the missing piece? Because he feels like something it's always going to, if he doesn't have it, there's always going to be a missing piece in his life. I've finished the question by saying, if that's not the missing piece, then what is truly the missing piece? I've loaded the question. So you know it's not the missing piece. You know there's something else just by the way I phrased the question. You just need to tell me what the missing piece actually is, truly is, and go in depth into it about what that missing piece is. There's a couple key elements I'm looking for here. I won't drop any clues yet until I see the first answers. But once, if you guys are really far off, I might have to give you some clues because while this is not a difficult question, it will, it will require difficulty from you to get the right answer. You can be generally very correct, but I'm not looking for general here. I'm looking for specifics of what he's actually missing. Jose comes in, sir. Oh, hang on. There's someone before that. First answer of his question is from Ole. Ole comes in saying, the piece is the missing piece. <laughs> piece is the missing piece. So Ole, as I just said, generally, you're definitely correct, but that actually makes you incorrect because you're so generally correct that there's nothing in it. Jose comes in saying, life purpose, serving others. Again, Jose, you're generally very correct, but that makes you very incorrect. I need a lot more than that. I need way more specific than that. Oleg comes in to say, in all seriousness, voluntary abstinence is the missing piece. Maybe. We might get to that later on. I neither agree nor disagree with that. It would You would have to explain why, though. You haven't really explained why. So it's very general again. So incorrect. Jordan comes in to say, it is not the missing piece. To the question of... Is sex and validation the missing piece? If not, what truly is the missing piece? Jordan says, it is not the missing piece. Sex should be the cherry on top. He's missing the whole damn scoop of ice cream. And that scoop is inner peace and self-validation. Jordan, I like what you're saying there. Particularly when you say inner peace. Self-validation, yeah. But you use the word inner. And it's the word inner, not the word inner, but the concept of inner, of what would be happening inside him. So you're more correct than the others because you've at least gone a little bit more specific with me, Jordan, but you're still, most of your answers in this session have been too, you're in the right forest, 
you've located the right tree, but you're not willing to go up the tree and go and pull the apple for me, the specific apple I'm looking for. So generally, and even more than just generally, you did give me a lot more than just generals. You, eh, It's still pretty general though in general, just less general than the other guys. You're doing well. You're doing well, Jordan. You definitely got the best answer so far, but it's still not there, not even close to the apple that I'm looking for, but you're in the right tree. You would need, Jordan, what I'm missing from you is the internal, when we're talking about the missing piece, yeah, you're saying that he's missing inner piece and he's missing self-validation. That's just the tree though. There's something very specific about that that I'm looking for. Okay. Ole, have a think about it. Ole comes then to say, purpose is the missing piece. Uh, Too general, so incorrect. Jordan comes then to say, Following on, saying with this he will have more, with this he will have more control and won't need to fuel his ego. Yeah. If he has, if we take what Jordan just said, if he has inner peace and validates himself, he will have more control and won't need to fuel his ego. Yeah, that's true. Not specific to this question, but it's true. Ole then comes in to say, the ego needs external confirmation for being good enough. The true self just is. I definitely agree with that. But it's neither here nor there in terms of the question. Staying focused on the question. Is sexual validation the missing piece? If not, what truly is the missing piece? So you, I like what you said, but it's neither here nor there. Will M then comes in to say, I would say detachment from the ego is the missing piece. I would say detachment from the ego is the missing piece. Once he realizes the game of winning and losing is being played by his ego and not himself, he doesn't have to judge every moment's value. I need to go through that again. That's very, it's very thick. That's a very thick answer. Will says, I would say detachment from the ego is the missing piece. Once he realizes the game of winning and losing is being played by his ego and not himself, he doesn't have to judge every moment's value. It's yeah. the reason why I hesitate on this is that I, I de- you most. Oh, let me start by this. Will is definitely the most specific answer. You're definitely well above everyone else on this question. You're definitely top of the leaderboard on this question. You've actually gone specific with me, which is fantastic. The beginning, when you say that detachment from the ego is the missing piece. That's definitely incorrect. It's definitely not to this question. It could be correct to a different question, just not to this question. Like I'm not, I'm not arguing that it's, it couldn't be a missing piece, but it's not the missing piece. However, when you then go on to say, once he realizes the game of winning and losing is being played by his ego and not himself, he doesn't have to judge every moment's value. It speaks to the second half of the answer that I'm looking for, which is why I like it. You're there, but you're not there. There's, it's like you've given me half an answer in a very backwards way. So detachment from the ego is definitely required, but it's not the quite the right way of thinking about this question. Because the question is, is sex and validation the missing piece? If not, what is truly the missing piece? You're saying that detachment from the ego, it's like you're working in reverse. You're not giving me the forward answer. I need the forward answer and then the reverse would come afterwards. That's what I'm looking for in your answer there, Will. That's why it's a little bit thick and confusing. 
It's like you could rephrase that in a way that would be correct if you just switched out a couple different words and your way of thinking. So you'll see this soon. You'll understand soon if you haven't already got what I'm saying here. Jose then comes in to say, self-love to understand he is enough as he is. I agree with that, and that's a little bit more specific from Jose, but it's still not specifically correct. It's definitely a subsidiary, definitely a secondary. It's definitely not primary, though. The missing piece primarily is not just self-love. It's a part of it, but it's not. that's not primary. You're missing something then. Jordan there says, self-love then? Question mark. And acceptance. These things you guys are throwing out, they're so general that, of course, they're correct. Self-love, correct. Self-acceptance, correct. But they're so general that they're incorrect because you could say that in answer to many questions. There is a... When we're in this podcast, every question is based off the previous. Everything is a story. Everything is a lineage. I'm not just asking these questions willy-nilly. You guys already have the raw materials to give the right answer to this question based on the answers to the previous questions. This is I'm, Very rarely am I going to throw you a complete left wing that has nothing to do with what we've been talking about. But we've talked about the stability and the nature of validation from sex. We've talked about what does he actually get happy on based on sex. We talked about why he can't be content from sex. We looked at the answers from that. We're finally at this question of, is the sex and the validation from women and the connection with them actually what's missing? If not, what truly is missing? Hopefully, if I can sum that up and bring that back up, Will has been the closest, but still not quite there. It centers... Okay, I'm, I feel like I'm going to have to give you guys a clue here. I'll give you a clue. It centers on the word happiness. Some of you got very generally close when you started to talk about an internal process. I'm giving you a clue here. It has something to do with an internal process around happiness that he is missing. That is the truly missing piece. Now, I have given you 80% of the answer there. If not 90, I've maybe given you 90% of the answer there. And it fucking does me dirty. (laughs) Uh, But listen, it, it is what it is. If you guys are struggling with this particular question, we've had enough time on this. And remember, while you guys are here live... If you guys just can't get your ships in the harbor around the point of light I'm trying to point towards, there are many other ships in post, aka people who listen to the podcast in post, X who will need to listen to this, that need to get the direct answer and they might already have it. So while you guys are here, I'm here for you live. If you don't get it quick enough, and I give you guys a lot of time in the difficult questions. We've gone probably 10 minutes on this, if not. So I've given you a clue now. I've given you a clue. If sex and validation from women is not the missing piece, or if if he feels like, is that the missing piece? But if that's not the missing piece, what is truly the missing piece? I'm telling you that it has something to do with his internal process around happiness. I'm switching out a few words, but I've I've basically given you the answer. I've basically given you the answer there. If none of you gets it after that, I'm just going to roll through it, okay? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I didn't think this was that difficult of a question, but you guys are struggling a little with this. That's okay. That's okay. All right. Jordan then comes in to say, wait, hang on. Was there someone else before that? Yeah, there was. There was people before that. <laughs> Ole comes in saying in capitals, there is no missing piece. 
That's hilarious. Uh, I'm not sure if you're being serious there or not, but I mean, it's funny. It's funny just the way he said it all in all caps. Uh, no, there's definitely a missing piece. <laughs> We're not getting that metaphysical. Um, stay on this level of reality for now. We can talk about we can talk about that stuff later. We can transcend later. Jordan then comes in to say, "Ha, oh, he is good enough as he is." Yes, yeah, it's generally correct, but not specifically. Ole then comes in to say, "We are complete. The missing piece is that realization." Nah, nah, you're going way off. You're going way off. Like you're ge- again, generally correct. Yes, and I agree with all that. Just not specific to this question. Okay. Uh Jordan then comes in to say, maybe the missing piece feeling helps us to have the motivation to grow and prevents us from stagnating. And one needs a growth mindset to be happy. Realizing this can help us understand that it is okay to be where we are now and we will grow in time as long as we keep putting in the effort. Jordan, I love what you're saying and you finally give me some real specifics on your answers, yet it's just not specific aligned to this question <laughs> it's definitely not uh it's definitely not in alignment to this question well i definitely agree with what you're saying you and Oler are kind of echo chambering each other you guys thought you were on with the whole there is no missing piece he is already complete while that's not i'm not disagreeing with that it's definitely not correct to this question you guys are way off in terms of this question with that answer so i like your explanation of an answer that's not correct because <laughs> it's it's good but it's definitely not where we're at uh, Olele comes in to say, reassign the value of happiness to its fullest potential, which is much more than sex. He's, I think that's what Olele is saying he's missing. The ability to reassign the value of happiness to its fullest potential, which is much more than sex. Uh, again, I don't disagree with it, but it's definitely not the correct answer to this question. It's definitely not specific to this question. And he says, oh, I like how you read that. Okay, so we've had enough time on this. I'm not going to honey dig this any too long. Like, no one's got this. Is it? Did anyone get close? Was it Will who got close? Will was the closest. Yeah, Will was the closest, but Will's answer was very thick and very confusing to read. So let's dial it back up here. Okay, you guys swung. You all swung and you all missed with this one here. That's okay. So what was the question? Is sex and validation... Truly the missing piece. Is that the missing piece? Because in his words, I'll never be content if I don't have the validation from women or sex or the feeling we get from having a real connection with them. It feels like there will always be a missing piece if I don't have them in my life. So is sex and validation really the missing piece? If not, why not? And what truly is the missing piece? I gave you guys a clue. It had something to do with an internal process of happiness. The correct answer and the specific answer to this question is that what he is truly missing is the ability to generate happiness from within. The internal process of being able to source happiness from within himself is truly the missing piece. A lot of you guys have said self-love, self-acceptance. Will even went really deep into some ideas of, let me get specifically what Will said, so I don't butcher it that he doesn't have to judge every moment's value, which means that he's not content with the moment at hand. You guys are all correct with that generally, but hopefully you can see now that how you were so incorrect specifically. If we've ascertained to the question before this, that what's he getting happy from? What does he get happy from? What makes him happy about sex and validation is that it's a egoic life support. It sustains his egoic existence. It confirms his identity egoically. 
We step to the next question. Well, is sex and validation actually the missing piece? Because that's what he thinks it is. He thinks that there will always be a missing piece if I don't have sex and validation from women. But if I'm pointing to that, well, that's actually not what the missing piece is. In fact, it's the furthest thing. The validation from sex and having women in his life is not the missing piece and never will be. What the missing piece is, is his ability to internally generate happiness, to source happiness from within himself, to fill his own cup. The cup he is attempting to fill is from outside himself. It is an external cup. It is a cup that has no bottom. When you attempt to get happy and to sustain your egoic existence on a source from outside of yourself, you cut the bottom of your cup. That will never be filled. There will never be an end to it. There will always be the search and the seek for more. So, coming back to the question here, is sex and validation truly the missing piece? Absolutely not. What is truly the missing piece? The ability for him to be happy on his own. The ability for him to be happy devoid of sex and validation from it. When I was on the beach yesterday, uh, grinding, grinding through this particular story, and X, I'm going to talk to you a little more specifically here, talking to what's going on. And I'm thinking about your situation here. And I asked this question. I asked this specific question to myself as I was walking through it. And I go, is sex and validation really what is missing? When you say that's the missing piece. I go, absolutely not because, and to your question of, can you be happy without sex? Can you be happy without sex? It is a prerequisite to be happy without sex in order to be happy with it. If you cannot be happy without sex and the validation from women, you will never be happy with sex and validation with women, neither with women nor after women. If you cannot come to a place of internal generation that I can source my own happiness, regardless of what comes and what goes, regardless of who validates who doesn't, regardless of what anyone else has to say or do with me, regardless of whether I'm in a cave or whether I'm in a fucking lit up nightclub and there's biddies everywhere, I can generate my own happiness. It is not dependent upon anything outside of myself. No one has to fill my cup. And I've never asked them to. I never wanted them to. I never asked them to. Whether they do, fine. But hey, it's going to flow and it's going to overflow. The reason why my cup would overflow if someone tried to fill my cup of validation is because it's already been validated by my own internal ability to generate happiness. You ask me, can you be happy without sex? I say it is a prerequisite to be happy without sex in order to be happy with it. A man cannot be happy with women in his life if he cannot be happy without them. The happiness that he incorrectly assigns to having validation and sex present in his life is an incorrect assignment. It is based on, as Will had come in with a hundred thousand zenians before, saying it is ephemeral, it is illusory, it is an idea based in your mind. It doesn't really exist. It has no basis. There's nothing, there's something that can be taken away from you at any moment. We talked about this in the beginning of the podcast. It's too shall pass. It comes and it goes. It comes and it goes as quickly as it can. Pull this to the side. Put that to the side. Come back into it now. Go, but is that the same? Can that truly be said for my own happiness that I internally generate? If I generate my own happiness, what we talked about before, what's the stability? What is the stability of sexual validation? That was one of the earlier questions. What were the answers to that? Extremely unstable, emotionally a roller coaster in which that ephemeral illusory can be taken away out of your control, out of your control. The validation from sex and from women, out of your control. 
whether there's a, so what you're saying is that I can only be happy if there's a woman in my life that's going to validate me. I will only truly be able to be happy if that's true. And if I'm getting sexual validation from that, well, then your happiness, I'm not going to argue with you. You can definitely get happy on that. However, your happiness is subject to tremendous psychological destruction because you are allowing it to be dictated by the winds of the world, whether this girl's here or not. What if that girl dies? What if, what, what we, you know, some of you are probably thinking that we're talking about casual relationships, open and free, a whole bunch of hooking ups and a whole bunch of gang banging. What if it's, we're talking about it with a woman because it applies to monogamous relationships, serious long-term relationships in which that if you applied the same mentality, it would be just as destructive to one sexual partner to many. It would say if you place your happiness on them and you depend upon them as your life support for egoic happiness, the moment that person dies or leaves you, psychological destruction. You will never be happy. That's the missing piece. The missing piece, Mr. X, as I'm talking to you right now, and to all the live class students that completely miss this, which is okay, you're learning. The missing piece is the eternal, internal, eternal, and internal generation of happiness. The internal generation of happiness that I detail, I dictate, I deem my happiness. It does not depend upon someone else regardless of the validation they give me. They can do it all they want. A girl can tell you X. A girl can tell you you're the fucking man. You're the fucking daddy. I fucking love you. You treat me right. You treat me good. I love you. Our sex is amazing. It should neither affect nor unaffect you. You neither get high nor low on that. You neither reach out nor reach in on that. Centered. You can have your friends and your family say, He's, hey man, seems like you got it all fucking worked out. Seems like you got this great girl in your life and you're, you're the fucking player. You're the fucking man. Should I really look up to you because of this? You might have younger core high. You might have some younger, some young, like two or three youngers, maybe in the younger year levels or your younger uni uh, levels. And you know, they're just like, oh man, I wish I could you know, get with the kind of girls that you're getting with or have the same sexual experience that you're having. You neither get high nor low on that. That should neither make you happy nor unhappy. You should neither allow yourself to egoically ride and taste on that because if you do allow that, you're giving your happiness to them. You're literally getting a pen and paper out, signing a contract and saying, my happiness is dependent upon your validation. So the missing piece, and right then, you feel like nothing's missing because you're getting filled because they're filling your cup. But let's take away that source. Let's take away the external source. Let's say the girl dumps you. Let's say the girl leaves you, which we have as we get to later on in this discussion. We're going to get later on into that story about the girl that you can't stop thinking about. We're going to get to that. Let's say the girl dies. Let's say the girl leaves you. Let's say you just got done having sex and she tells you, actually, there's another guy. There's a good, there's a, a, a someone who goes deeper on my content and recently, recently reached out to me who had this exact thing happen to them in which that after having sex with a girl who's in an open and free relationship with, as they're cleaning up after having showered off, she tells him, uh, I'm actually uh, I'm actually going deep on another guy. I can't see you anymore. And so she dumps him, breaks up with him. Source taken away. Your source of happiness has been taken away, X, if that was you in that situation. So now, what's left? What's left? Psychological destruction. There is an intense vacuum effect when the external source of validation is taken away from the ego because there is an intense void left in, in scape, in post, in aftermath. If I take away the sexual validation from you, X, that you think is what's missing, if I take that away from you, you will see what is missing. And what is missing in that void 
is something that should have always been filling that void, which is that I generate, I internally generate my own happiness, whether the girl is here or not, whether I'm having sex or not, validation or not, it never mattered, it never will matter because I generate and internally validate myself and the validation is my own happiness. The validation is my own happiness, which was never dependent on anyone else. I kept that W. I kept the W's and L's based on me, not on someone else. Okay. So we went, we went very deep into that because I, when, when live class students just don't get it, I have to double up the energy to make sure that they get the lesson as much as UX because we're not even in the final instruction yet. This is not the end of the podcast. The missing piece will never be sex and validation. It will be your own internal generation of happiness. You're getting happy on the external validation and it'll never be enough. That cup will never be filled. It's a cup of no bottom. Okay, moving on. By the way, guys, if you're just joining the session, drop a thumbs up on the video down below and uh, get uh, you guys get happy in the chat. No one, got a, no one got a correct answer to that question. And we're deeper in the podcast. The question's getting harder. But I don't think that answer was too hard to find. I mean, of course, I know what the answer is. But I feel like because we step you through the session, I feel like at least someone would talk to, talk to me about the internal process of happiness. But that's okay. If you guys struggle. I mean, you guys have been really good most of the session. It was only this particular question that everyone got stumbled on. That's okay. So... Cameron comes in, see Cameron come in saying, well, I mean, we've already finished this question, but I'll just read what some of you guys had to say. Cameron comes in saying, the missing piece is him taking responsibility for that. Not quite, Cameron, because you've only joined this session. I'll give you a pass. That was an answer to a question way back. We talked about self-responsibility and self-control way earlier on. Okay. Alaire comes in saying he's missing a hobby, lol. I disagree because every emotion is self-generated. No, I disagree with that 100%. I mean, I agree in terms of like a suck on if you were just talking about tactics that yes, of course, whatever emotion you feel is definitely coming from within you for sure. But you've completely missed the point of where that self-generation of happiness is coming from, whether it's dependent upon internal or external. That's where you completely missed there earlier. Jordan, hopefully you can see that. Jordan comes on to say, all oh, right, I remember you mentioning the bottomless cup before. How could I forget? Good. Good, Jordan. Good to see you clicking in here. T comes in to say, fill your own cup first. Great reminder. Hey, T's on with it as well. Distracon comes in to say, you stay centered. Got it. Distracon's very late. Very late. You missed a lot of his session. All right. So good to have you here though. Thanks for coming in. Uh, let's move on to the next part of this podcast. Thank you very much for making it all the way through this session for your presence and for your attention. If you actually made it to the end, that's... That's incredible because these sessions are often minimum two hours and hey, you're my kind of person. If you got that kind of attention and commitment to your development, shit, I <laughs> get excited by that. So before you run off, let me just hear you with a couple of reminders. If you haven't signed up to the Bowl Sip weekly email, it's free, bowldojo.com. Keep you updated over there. The best place to connect with me outside of these YouTube live sessions and podcasts is actually on Instagram at uitang one Double O-I Tang One. You guys can see all the behind the scenes. You can see I post a lot of fitness, health, all the artistic shit. If you watch the story, a lot of the meditations as well that I go through each day and each night. And uh, it's a great place to DM me directly with your personal context to give me feedback on different sessions, different parts of this, etc. So 
at Uitang1 on Instagram. I hope to see you there. I'd love to see you there. And of course, if you would like to help support the channel, you can donate directly through boldojo.com underneath the podcast section or at paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, Adamui. Anything that you guys donate is always super appreciated. And for those of you that would like to take your development to the very next level and make sure that you're on the right course, doing the right things at the right time, well, one-on-one Skype coaching or the guided meditation internal energy, that's all available to you at boldojo.com. Listen, guys, the birds outside are going haywire, so I better wrap up this outro. It's the time of my life, getting to go back and forward with you in these live sessions, chopping it up, getting to really know who you are. And so I thank you so much again, and I look forward to seeing you in the next session, truly. Wishing you the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.